Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist so you don't have to worry about items going out of style next year. Crate and Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. Crate and Barrel also makes it fun with a private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiancé, give you undivided attention, and bring in the best vendors to answer all of your specific product questions. This seems like a great option for Tom and Ariana. I mean, they need furniture, so, you know, they're not engaged, but perhaps they can set it up anyway. Create your Crate and Barrel registry online at CrateandBarrel.com or at a store near you. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. I said it just for you, Jacoby. We're starting Right with- Reasons. <laughs> the Right Reasons. I don't even think you meant to say that. Uh, I did. I did some oh, research. Feels so good. I had to go feels back. so good. I still have a few saved on my old laptop. I went back and read it. <laughs> You're a psycho. I mean, listen to it. Um, great episode of Vanderpump Rules, man. Every episode of Vanderpump Rules is a great episode, but this one was exceptional. Uh, yes, it really was. We got a lot of Stassi. We got some new people. Stassi's mom was on the scene. Let's start there, where the episode started, really. Stassi's uh, mom is back after their big fight last season. I forgot about the Stassi mom fight until they showed it previously in this season, but Stassi's mom was so mean to Stassi. Stassi's mom was so mean to Stassi, and she's like, obviously, can't trust her at the bar. That lady likes to, no. likes to tie one on. Is that the saying? Yeah, and, that's the saying. That's the saying. And um, yeah, she she was aggressive. Like Also, like now that we know Stassi and Bo are engaged, though they're not on the show yet, it definitely just like makes you wonder, how will they ever co- overcome her mom? I mean, I don't know. Her mom stinks. Her mom's going to be a lot at the wedding. A She's going to be a lot at the wedding. A like, lot. Her, like, Stassi's going to sit her mom down like two days before the wedding and be like, okay, here are the, here are the rules. So Stassi's getting married <laughs> in Rome, rules. and I wonder if that's to limit the number wow. of family that comes. Wait, what? Getting married in Rome? Yes. Wait, what? Yes, we'll be seeing it on TV. She's getting married at Ro- in Rome. Rome is a weird place to get married. Uh, I guess I love Rome personally, but it's just really far from California where and yes. New Orleans where her family is. So I wonder if yes. this is like a move to limit the number of people that come. Like maybe she has a family oh, yeah. full That's of people what everybody like her mom. Says. That's everybody says. Anytime someone gets married like outside of the domestic United States, they're they're basically and your invite is basically please don't come. Yeah. If, it's, if it says if you need a passport, they basically don't want you to come. But That's you know kind of how it works. I love a destination wedding. So I'm on board. Good good call, Stassi. Uh yeah. and, Anyway, they were, like, cooking for her mom and her place, and her brother, Nikolai, was there. We basically watched that kid grow up. It's kind of—I almost feel, like, weird about it. I love Stasi's brother so much. So, 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 so much. He, I, Stasi's brother is going to run a Fortune 500 company. He's just calm. He, he reads the—he sees, the, sees the whole floor, reads everything, and he's just always got the right answers. I love Nikolai so much. He's, he seems like they give him too much credit. Like, they're like, well, Nikolai's so wise. He's so ahead of his years. I just feel like everyone is behind in terms of wisdom and, and maturity in the family otherwise. <laughs> That's fair. And so we've got <laughs> Nikolai. And I guess Stasia's going to be short for... This is short for Nastasia. 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 Yeah. So I'm getting like Russian vibes or Eastern yeah. Euro vibes, I Something guess. Something like that. Her mom looks yeah. it too. Like I could see it. Just kind of coming from like the Eastern block of Europe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe those, maybe that's why it's in Rome. You know, cut the difference. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe, maybe that's point. what's going on. Great yeah. point. And of course, Stassi's mom was in town for the final stop on Stassi's book tour, um, mm-hmm. which was really the meat of this episode, which led to a wonderful Stassi versus Sandoval fight. And there's a lot to break down here. Oh, God. Like, well, let's go chronologically through the planning and execution of this book party, we're calling it? Yeah, it's a, it's a book party. Sure. 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 Okay. So, we'll start, uh, start at the top. So at the beginning, Stasi is explaining that she has her book party coming up at Tom Tom. And then you see a flashback of Tom and Tom talking about it three days before the party is to happen. Mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules is so good at flashbacks. Actually, I would say Bravo yes. in general is like part of their brand. I love how they use flashback, and I feel like they really maximize the footage that they capture. I wish The Bachelor would take a page out of their book. Like they're so good at it's it. It's a great point. It's a great point. They use it really well, not just previously aired things, but right. previously shot things that aren't good enough to be a scene, but are important 
information for what's happening currently, like this conversation between Tom and Tom about Stasi's book party. This is crucial, crucial information. Crucial. Crucial. Schwartz clearly tells Sandoval they're going to have 50 to 60 people. And Sandoval yep. says, whoa, that's a crowd. And he was <laughs> he was noting the number of people. 50 to 60, it was clear as day. We all heard mm-hmm. it. Sandoval, there's no backsies on this one, buddy. None. Time, place, quantity. Check all communicated 72 hours prior to the event. <laughs> yes. And then Sandoval, the day before is freaking out that Stasi is having this party and he hasn't heard anything about it from her directly. Does- but not only that, Stasi's concurrently going through a walkthrough of TomTom. Like, she's never been there before, first of all. <laughs> like, she's been there three times this season. She knows TomTom, like, the back of her hand. And she's doing a walkthrough with Schwartz. I mean, she, again, like, we're, we're way past quantity, time, and location. She's got minute details of how she wants this party to go. She's communicating that to a part owner of the establishment. I just want to say, I find event planning and event production incredibly stressful. Like, I I have really? to do it not infrequently, and I find it so stressful. Because and it's, like, I think one of the reasons why people don't like to shoot on location, it's, like, harder to control for certain factors and environments and whatnot. And as a result, I think Stasi made the right choice doing a walkthrough. Even if she's been there a million times, like, just check it out. See the space, you know. I, also, Schwartz, like, can you really trust him to set up the party properly? I mean, I don't think anyone does. That's kind of can part of the issue. Can you trust Schwartz to tie his shoes? Like, there's no. a reason he's always in the sidecar. Let's just say that. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a reason he's always in the sidecar on the Thompson motorcycle. That's all I have to say. I, I think he— um he just, like, needs to be told everything multiple times. <laughs> and— I I don't know. I I think she made the right choice. Event production is really stressful. I just want I just want to say I, that this is that's a you thing. I think it's fun. You know oh what my I, mean? God, like, I enjoy I the details and like try to come up with fun little creative things that'll kick it up a notch. I I really I actually like throwing a party. Even thinking about it right now like makes me nauseous. It's not what, throwing a, what party. about those great Passover dinners that you throw in the backyard thanks, there? Thanks, man. I love those. They're just that's really stressful. But I'm talking more professionally, like when the ringer is like at summer league or doing a live pod. I find that really stressful, which I think this is like, oh, akin really? to. Yeah, really. I don't. I don't at all. All right, great. I'm also like super old. <laughs> that has something to do with it too. Okay. Anyway, so they're doing a walkthrough, and then Mm -hmm. Tom is out with DJ James Kennedy, who's, like, really not on this show this season, but, like, kind of, like, around. It's really weird. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, And he starts rage texting Stassi, and he is freaking out. He's saying neither Tom nor I will bartend. We will serve drinks. We don't have any bartenders lined up. And then Stassi wakes up in the morning, reads these texts to Bo. And that mm-hmm. sort of sets everything in motion. It's great. I mean, at some point, doesn't he say he's going to like ban her for life or something? It was just like, yes. It he was, said Ta- Stasi is banned for life, but not yeah. in the text. He said that to Tom yes. Schwartz in their postmortem fight. In the, yeah, in the, the postmortem apartment fight, which <laughs> he had to bring his own chair. BYOC. BYOC. The, the rage text, there's a part of me that was like, you know what? This is completely made up and written for the show. I disagree. I disagree. Literally, those texts were written for the show. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I think he I think he really meant those texts. I think Sandoval's in a really dark place right now. There's a there's a few key pieces of data. First of all, these people shade each other over their houses and like the choices they're making for their homes, like so intensely. Like he was making fun of of Tom and Katie for keeping the furniture that came with the house. And it's like, dude, you just shelled out $2 million to buy a house. If you if you like the furniture that comes with it, like maybe save some money. Like you're going to be there for a while. You don't need to fix all of it, change all of it right away. Like a home is like a, like a long-term investment. It doesn't need to be perfect from the moment you walk in. And like, if there's furniture, like take it. Why not? They showed shots of their home and the furniture that came with it. I was like, that was pretty good. It I was like, yeah, good. sure. Sure. Maybe not exactly what I would have done, but it's going to save me, oh, I don't know, 50 to $100,000. Yeah. Re- and it already comes like, this is one of the worst things about moving is the actual moving part. I and know. guess what? It's already done. Like night one, they're just like, oh, I guess we'll just lie down in this bed. You know? Totally. And then you got to bring your own chair to Tom's house. It's like you're going to make fun of him for keeping furniture. Dog, you have a home with no furniture. I know. You, he, Tom had to bring a folding chair to your house. Like, is there, if we're all going to make fun of anybody for anything, how about you bought a house and don't have any furniture? Totally. I completely agree. And then um, when the book party is actually happening, when Ariana and Sandoval come, 
Ariana's like complaining about how far they had to walk because there's no valet. It just seems mm. like they're like complaining about everything right now. I just think Tom, yes. I think Sandoval and Ariana are just unhappy people. And then when they got into the actual fight, which we'll get into more in depth, Schwartz was like saying, this is just an echo chamber between you two. And Schwartz, totally right. They're just really like both quite negative right now. They really are. But here's the thing. You know what makes you happy in life? What? Sex? Orgasms. Sex. <laughs> yes. It's that simple. They're a couple that don't have sex. It's like, oh, they're complaining about everything. It seems like they're really out of spot. It seems like they're really negative. Like, I've got the cure for them. I've got the cure. How about actual intercourse? Coitus. I, Do that. No, they're both frustrated. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. It's just, it's yeah. not, it's not good in Tom and Ariana land. And it's not. There just were so many things that Sandoval kept referencing that I think he was wrong about. Katie was like, he's 100% wrong. Don't agree with that. Not 100%. But I want to throw something at you, Jacoby. Okay, go. Maybe this is a bartender problem. Maybe it's the staff of TomTom's problem. Why aren't, yeah, the, they, why aren't they available? Why are people calling out? Yeah, why, yeah. Are, why are people calling out of work? You're supposed to come to work. And, and, and also, I've got a lot to say about this. Number one, Sandoval's entire approach to this conflict was... I'm going to be mad. This was handled incorrectly. Here's why. And then he'd be like, this was handled incorrectly because we don't have bartenders. Tom Schwartz is like, bro, I would bartend. And there's a bartender right there. It's like, this is handled incorrectly because you're going to know how to work the computer. It's like, oh, look at that computer. It's up and running. This is handled incorrectly because I didn't know about it. It's like, yes, you did know about it three days ago. Tom just, Tom Sandoval was just looking for reasons to be upset. And every shot that he fired was, was responded with, with a clear, logical, sensible answer. Yes. And he, he, Sandoval's a dick. He also was like so rude to Tom Schwartz. He was like, Schwartz, you don't really know how to do this stuff. It was really funny. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, honestly, though, it, it, I think it's great when Lisa comes to you and puts one hand on Tom Sandoval's shoulder and one hand on Tom Schwartz's shoulder and says, let's open a bar. Let's call it Tom Tom. I want you to be the names and the faces behind it. I'll be like the brains and the money. And they're like, yes. And then they bring their little $50,000 or whatever they had to put in. And then they get the chains and they get the motorcycle. I think that part's great. But like, as you start to get some road behind you and you're a year into like working together, yeah. Sandoval has to look in the mirror and be like, this guy's just an idiot. Like he is, his value is, is to smile and be cute and be scared. Like that's what he is. He's like cute and scared and cute and scared doesn't exactly like wash the dishes. You know what I mean? Tom Schwartz should just be like the front of the house guy, like literally should stand at the front door and just be like, hey, it's Tom Tom. You all came to see me well, anyway. That's the problem. Like the problem is that, but then you, there is like, it went in running a business. And again, like I, I hate to kind of give these guys credit for actually running a business, but they they are just sort of figureheads and reality TV stars, but they do have to do some responsibility something, handling. Yeah. They have to do yeah. something. And like, and if you're Sandoval, you know that Sandoval is doing 80% of that stuff. And whenever anything Schwartz has to do, like I would hate to work with Schwartz because you know if you're just like, Oh hey man, um, can you open the bar and s make a make three mojitos? He would ask so many follow up questions, like he would ask a million follow up questions about how to open the bar. And I'd be like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just do it. You're right. You're right. But then, yeah, I, I think see, I would rather work with Schwartz than Sandoval personally. I, I prefer the, the the pleasant demeanor of Tom Schwartz to like the internal rage of Tom Sandoval that comes know, out in a you four a.m. Think text. that, but the the eternal rage is because he's working with Schwartz. So you would turn into the rage texter. If you had to be partners with Schwartz, trust me. You're probably right. You're probably right. But ultimately, I don't really think either. Well, it's hard to say how much they're doing, but like they have so many other shit going on. Like they travel, they do appearances. Like neither could be that involved based on on their lifestyles and their Instagram. Nor would you want them to be if you're no. Lisa Vanderpump or one of her partners who do the actual business. Lisa Vanderpump doesn't do the actual work at these restaurants either. Maybe once upon a time she did, but like. Right. Really, it's like, um, oh, we saw her today. I forgot her name. We saw her um, in last episode. I forget episode. her name as well. Yeah, but like there is this shadow couple that actually does the work you can tell at all of her Beverly Hills or what <laughs> WeHo restaurants. I think her name is Natalie or Natalia. Yeah. I yeah. Can't it is. They, they seem like they're, they're, they were not raised in the domestic United States. She was. They've been yeah, here for not. a long time, but yeah. like they're great. And, I, and you know that gray hair guy? They actually end up, I think they're in the opening card. Yeah, of, like that group shot of every season, but they don't really have speaking parts. But it's kind of like, best like, case scenario for them. They get it the, is. Yeah, I mean, and also I think that you know they, they have these all these very successful restaurants. Everyone's doing great. So then they finally have the party. It seems like mm -hmm. it's going well. Stassi has her sixty people there. She reads from her book. She embarrasses Kristen a little bit. Everyone's yep. loving her. And then Sandoval arrives, and Stassi puts on a show. Stassi's like, in the words of Jalen and Jacoby. She gives the people what they want, she and does. she just picks a fight with—well, not picks a fight, but she, like, 
she reacts like very tempestuously to Sandoval and starts yelling at him. And she's like, how dare you? And there's the amazing the edit. ed- edit. the editing. Edit. So oh, good. The edit. It was so good. They show her yelling the same thing from 2012 when she's yelling at Jack. They think that she's then yells Split to screen, Sandoval. Side by side, 2012, 2019. How dare you ruin my party, birthday party and book party. How dare you for a second time? Exact intonation, exact timing, exact facial expression, exact, actually exact same framing of the shot too, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. I, it, there was someone working on that show that was like, I've seen this before. And the, 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 there's a PA or a editor or someone who cut that. They, they haven't been cutting the same episode that they did seven years ago. And God bless the human being that brought us that Four seconds of television because I loved it so much I watched it three times in a row. It's a really well-made show. Like, I was thinking about it as I was watching this morning, and it's just, like, really well done. And, you know, I shout out to the editors and the producers. I, I, yeah. I love their work. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it is really well done. And the little details like that that go a long way. You know yeah. What I mean? they, they really do. And I just want to know, just quick, quick, quick uh, lifestyle check. What time were you watching it this morning? <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I'm just have, I'm on a just weird sleep me. schedule just right now. Me. Just tell me. I just watched it from four to five. Went back okay. to sleep for a little. And then I did came text to you. Work. I texted you at three thirty in the morning. To be fair. Yes, was, you did. That didn't yeah, wake like, me though. I was like, we got to change the time. We're, we're, we're doing this. Then like fifteen minutes later, I was like, no, I don't. And then I was like, I just woke her up. My bad. <laughs> no, I sleep with my phone on. I actually go into like it's like bedtime mode on the new Apple phones. Whatever. Anyway, I watched it early this morning, and I was really impressed with their work. And then my favorite moment was was a was a Stassi Tom Sandoval connection, but it wasn't their actual fight. So another part of this whole saga is that when Sandoval was rage texting Stassi. He mm-hmm. was on a night out with DJ James Kennedy where he got a Black Widow spider bite that landed so him in the ER. There's so many questions. But so many questions. In Stasi's interview about the situation, she asks, was he hanging out in a comic book? And, and then they go to a comic book. <laughs> yes. And it was so good. Oh, I, chef's kiss. Chef's I kiss. This is the best show. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. The best show. <laughs> it really is. And here's my question. And, and this happened to me in Los Angeles, and I like saw you a, got spider. a spider bite. No, I saw yes, exactly in a comic book. I was in, I was, I was walking down my stairs. Shout to Benton Way, and I saw a spider, and I was like, "That's got like a red hourglass thing on the body of that spider." I was like, "Is that a black widow?" Because that's what everyone says black widows look like, but like black widows don't really exist. I was like, "Is that really a poisonous spider?" But how do you get a spider bite out? I have no idea. It's like you it, whatever. can't get one out. I understand if you're in the garage, you're cleaning the garage. That's how you get a spider bite. It's un, or you're like in the bathroom. There's no way that you're like out at some like trashy LA bar where people are just you're going there just to be recognized for girls to come up to you and say like, "Hey, can I take a picture?" Which is exactly what James Kennedy and Tom Sandoval do when they go out. And there's no way you get a spider bite in that environment. It's I don't get it either. They must have been back at someone's house. That's the only explanation. It probably was late and like you know bars close early here. So let's say and here's what said, happened. I think they Here's said it was happened. 4 a.m., so I think they group probably were out. A group of girls out. from out of town were out in L.A. They saw Sandoval and James Kennedy. They started flirting with them, and then James Kennedy and Sandoval, both very much in relationships, went back to their hotel and got a spider bite. Yeah. Because they were staying at a bad hotel. They're from, like, Montana. Something like that. It was something like that, but it definitely was not at a bar based on the mm-hmm. timeline that they that they cited. And. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's funny that Sandoval, like, is the only one who hangs out with James, like, genuinely. And they, therefore, they don't show it on TV. Kaya, can you do me a favor and just look up Black Widow Spider Bite? I want to know, like, how serious this is. Because I think <laughs> Black Widows just kill, don't they just kill their mates? Like, isn't that their thing? I don't think they kill people. It's not like a scorpion or like a rattlesnake where it's like, oh, this is a real thing. We have to go to the hospital, right? Like, I'm assuming that. I'm right. um, and Kaya's going to get us this information. But, like, I just, I have so many follow-up questions about how, when, and where. And they actually showed the spider bite right on his gnarly. arm. It looked gnarly. It, but it also looked like... It looked like he'd been picking at it or something. He wanted to make it look worse than it was. It also looked like someone drew in pen around it. I agree. It might have been like the doctors did some sort of something to it to drain the venom or whatever. I have no idea what I'm doing. Are you supposed to like cut an X or something when you get bitten by a rattlesnake when you're out in the woods? I have no idea. I thought that's just like a mosquito bite, so it makes it like itch less. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It did did look like he was letting everyone know that he had a spider bite and he like wanted everyone to see the spider bite. Here's the thing about Sandoval. He always commits really hard. Whatever the bit is, he goes really hard. And right now he's really committed to being negative. Like he's just the mayor of negative town and he won't let it go. If you got a spider bite, would you know you had a spider bite? 
I have like no I, idea. If I had a spider bite, I wouldn't be like, oh, look at that. Spider bite. Must have been a black widow. No. Kaya says that symptoms start in 20 minutes. So what are the Severe symptoms? muscle cramps, abdominal pain, weakness, <laughs> so tremor. <funny>. Wow. <laughs> so funny. That's in pretty nice. In severe nuts. cases, nausea, vomiting, fainting, dizziness, chest pain. Oh, my God. No no death, though. I didn't hear death. I didn't hear death uh, on there. Did not hear death on there. Life-threatening reactions are generally only seen in small children, children. and elderly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Tom Sandoval is kind of like a small child sometimes. Fair. <laughs> The way that <laughs> both small children and Tom Sandoval love dress up. They love yeah, costumes. They do, they do love costumes. They fly <laughs> so. off. They have tantrums, tantrums, costumes, spider bites, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tom, Tom Sandoval's basically like one of my four-year-old twins. It's pretty weird. Also, Tom Schwartz took it really seriously when he told Stassi. He was like, "She, he got a Black Widow spider bite. Schwartz, also like a small child. We're, we don't have a lot to work with here when it comes to like world context, you know, I and just, life context. I have so many questions. Like if you had, did he see the Black Widow like on him actually bite him? Because if, if I had a, a Black Widow spider bite, first of all, I'd be like, I got stung by a bee. I got bit by a fly. I would I would not like be like, oh, I know I know that was a spider bite. And I also know exactly what genus of spider that was that bit me. Like, how do you know? I have no idea, man. All I know about like spiders is that like it's a plot point in the movie Sleepless in Seattle that Tom Hanks is worried about his son being bit by one. So <laughs> good, good, that's all good. I've got. That's never, all I've got. Never seen Sleepless in Seattle. Not once. What? Not a single time. Not Jacoby. a single time. Nope, oh my God. Not once. It's definitely not for you, but like it's a great movie. That's what everybody says. I'm good. It's, oh my God. You're not really like a rom-com guy. Not really, no. Are you are you really into movies at all? Not really. You're just, no, not, not a really big movie guy, to be fair. Not a big movie guy. <laughs> what thing. was the one I really liked recently, though, with Blake Lively and uh, Anna Kendrick? Oh, Simple Favor. Great film. That's Great like two film. years old, basically. Great it's film. It's like a year and a half, I I've guess. I've got three little kids. Only time I watch movies are on planes and I cry no matter what the movie is. That's, that's or scientific. At a hotel room. Those are the only two times I ever, 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 ever watch movies. But even before you had kids, like when I first met you, you were just not a movie guy. You're just too busy with, with Bravo. I respect what about it. I our respect first, your game. Our first friend date was to a movie. That's true. We went to see The Dark Knight Rises because uh-huh. um, I had an extra ticket. And you came with me. It was great. Also, you went to a great theater where you could get chicken fingers at the theater. And I remember them being really delicious. Dude, oh, you know what? Chicken fingers. Uh, we could talk about that for an hour. It's not food news. Let's get back not to food get back, news. Get, get, <laughs> back in Tom Sandoval and his spider yeah, ride. Talk about <laughs> dipping sauces and oh god, I could go for a, for an hour. The fight, I just the fight between Sandoval and then Schwartz afterwards is when he said that Stasi was banned, and like that's mm-hmm. just really aggressive. But I just want to say I think these fights between the people are like very real. Like I I don't think mm. they're made up. I don't. Okay. They say to Schwartz, "You're going to go to Sandoval's house and you're going to shoot a scene about the incident." That's what they say. So it's like, I don't know how you can have real emotions in under that, those conditions. You know what I mean? I think, I just think the money is getting to all of them. I think everyone is like getting resentful of each other. And it's like, how much do you have? What kind of house are you buying? Like, uh, like respect me more, Stassi. I'm the co-owner of this bar. I don't care yeah. that you're a best-selling writer. I think that like the real life stuff is, like, infecting the show in ways that they're not really addressing, but is coming out in, like, making, like, what could be seen as staged more heightened. Like, it, it the plot lines they're setting up are more intensified by, like, their actual, like, life resentment of each other. That's just this my, is, that's my theory. This is a smaller version of that, but, like, when, it was, like, season three Jersey Shore, when they, like, went back to the shore and they were the yeah. biggest stars on the planet. Like, the biggest stars on the planet. It was, like, how could you possibly shoot this? Like, how can you yeah. be this? How, why are we pretending that these people are they not can't go to bars the and- biggest celebrities in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, you get like one shot where it's just like a crowd of 150 people following Snooki down the boardwalk while she was drunk. And it was just like, it's it's hard to suspend the disbelief. It's hard for me to watch this and be like, oh, these, these people's lives are not dramatically changed, not because they bought houses, because they're on the show. Yeah, exactly. It's just the mani- the manifestation of like the seven years of fame, essentially, or seven, growing seven years, you know, of yes. whatever. Of, like of their following. lives are dramatically different than they were before, and like of course, people they're huge Vanderpump pumpers, like we, us, the pumper. Yeah, like us, the pumper like, nickels st- out there, and our fellow <laughs> nice. pumper nickels. They, <laughs> they all, we all, we all want them to be living in their old, trashy, terrible apartments in the same building and not yeah. be famous and all be like together and hang out and single and hooking up. But like, that's just not the reality. This was seven years ago. Over the course of seven years, things Time changed. moves on. 
So things, things change. change. You did not have three kids when this show started, you know? Things change. No, seven years ago, did not have three kids. <laughs> Me and you still talk about reality TV on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that'll never change, man. And even Lisa was like, can you believe Jax is getting married? And then and Stassi was like, I have fans. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm such a douche. Like, it's definitely weird. Like, they're still figuring out how to handle it. But moreover, I think they're, the people, like the cast is figuring out like what their friendships are like when they're not all doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. It- it is. I enjoy it. And you know what? Like, I know we're going to get to him. Like, I don't mind the new people either. There is a well, reason for it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, let's move on and talk about Sheena. But first, let's talk about Crate and Barrel. Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist so you don't have to worry about items going out of style next year. Crate and Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. Crate and Barrel also makes it fun with a private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiance, give you undivided attention, and bring in the best vendors to answer all of your specific product questions. You know, Stassi and Bo, they're engaged. They should consider this. They also just got a new home so they can get all this great stuff for their dope house in Hollywood. Create your Crate and Barrel registry online at CrateandBarrel.com or a store near you. So Sheena is still fighting with Dana, who we learned this week doesn't wear bras. Like, okay, cool. Good for you. I like that. I did too. And also like, I didn't really notice, and I feel like that's the kind of thing I would notice. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, Sheena had some of the new girls over. She had Charlie, who has never had pasta. Never had pasta. <laughs> Charlie also, like, heard I just think about she's carbs, lying. but doesn't know their name. I, I think that was a bit for she's TV. Lying. She, she's lying. She's not lying. quite as dumb as she made it seem in that one scene. Again, we brought it up four times, but I've got three little kids, and, like, pasta is what you feed them. It's like one of the only things they'll eat. You know what I mean? It's like you had pasta when you were a kid. I know you yeah, did. Yeah, of course. Like, what did you think your mom was feeding you? I, I yeah, don't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, she went over to Sheena's with Danica, who received $1,300 in cash from her kind of ex-boyfriend. I want to talk about that. Okay. Okay, Brett Willis. Not— Brett Willis. New. He's old Brett. Paul Brett. He's old Brett. The, the new Brett is who Sheena hooked up with, but Brett Willis is old Brett. Someone at my job was classmates in high school with with the other Brett, the tall new Brett. Brett. Oh God, which is new Brett? Oh yeah, new Brett is the new, new Brett. Brett. But even though we just Sheena. met, we just met old Brett. But so he's not really old to us, but yes. he's older to the people he's that work at Sir. Old to Sir. Someone, at, I'm going to find this out next week. Remind me, I'm going to find out who at my job went to high school with Brett because they've got intel. Someone at Jalen and Jacoby. Yeah. Nice. Fact. Cool. Fact. That's Fact. your other job. That is my other job. <laughs> this is actually not a job. This is just a hang, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should get paid for jobs, whatever. You know, it's more like a task, I guess. Chore. It's a hang. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's a, a hang. hang. It's a hang. It's a hang. It's a hang. So, so old Brett, Brett Willis, Brett is Willis. a bartender, sir, who's hooking up with Danica, who's an assistant manager, manager, something like that. She's, got She's an assistant of, manager. Yeah, assistant manager at Sir. And he suggested a threesome. Right. And then she got upset and pushed him. Yes. Okay. And then she got suspended for that. And then Brett handed her an envelope full of cash to make up for it because that was how much she she would have made during that week. I have a lot of questions. Is that just the tips? Is that that overall? Is that you trying to tell me that she makes 50 (laughs) times 1,300? That's going to get us to $65,000 a year? Yes, exactly. $65,000 seems a little low. I'm good at math. Little known Jacoby fact. So that seems a little low. To sustain yourself in Los Angeles, but like you can definitely certainly do it. You probably have a couple of roommates. Yeah, you just got a roommate. I think you can. Yeah, do it. sixty-five thousand. That's actually that. I, I sound terrible saying that. Sixty-five thousand is more than enough, especially if it comes yeah. cash tips. That's more than enough to get by in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, that's not tax. That's thirteen hundred dollars untaxed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also <laughs> forget cash. these people don't have three children. You know, so my math is a little off. I'm like, oh yeah, you just have to feed yourself. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um. She also then that like she hooked up with him, but I, I just also want to note I think that it's I'm I'm happy that Sir suspended her for that. I feel like very often there's like unequaled standards for like what men, men and women can do, and like you're right, she cannot shove her coworker or boy- boyfriend like that. Like good for you, Sir Lisa Vanderpump. I support that. You know. Well, it all you know. I always say it's not what you do; it's how you do it. 
something tells me that it wasn't just the actual shove. It was the scene that was created. Probably. It was the screaming and the fighting and everything. But, like, That's a I have, good point. I have a lot of follow-up questions for Danica about this suggested threesome. Was it kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it with? Also, have they ever had one before? Is there yeah, a that's what I'm saying. Like, I would not. Me and my wife have been together 17 years. We've never had a threesome. So I'm not just going to like just be like, hey, Joe, what do you think about her? She's cute, huh? Do you want to all have sex? Like, it, it, it just seems like a, it seems like if you suggest the threesome, you're either A, kidding, or it's like been discussed. It's within it's the realm of possibility yes. to the point where you don't get assaulted for suggesting it. Right. I Agreed. think there's I think there's a lot more to this threesome suggestion that they're not telling us. Like I think who it was with, probably with another with a colleague or something or someone that probably. they both know, not just some sort of stranger that was hanging out at the bar. And I also think that he might she might be jealous of said person or something. Like there's more to it to make her go into physical assault mode than just like, hey, that girl's cute. You wanna all engage in sexual interplay? Of course. <laughs> I agree with you. It had to be more. Also, like Lisa Vanderpump hates a scene being made at her restaurant. I yes. Think over the course of the show and even last night's episode, because she was mad about Stassi causing a scene, she hates it when there's anything less than the decorum she expects. So I'm sure yes. that was part of it. You're right. You're Shout absolutely right. Shout to Lala right. last season, who really just made a scene. At, totally. No no at, Lala so. last night. Just none. None. She's out Whatever. With, she's out at the awards with Randall and Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, so anyway, these gals, Danica and Charlie are at Sheena's house with our other friend, whose name I forget, to hem their sir dresses to make them shorter and tighter. And and just, like, tailor them in general. And this is, like, kind of, like, Sheena's now, like, the lead ringer of the new— the the ring leader of the new gals. Like, she— Is showing them like how it's done, how short your dress should be, all this stuff. They had a really funny conversation about not wearing underwear and how they love the breeze on their vaginas. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, good note. Um, and- you're going to get that breeze if you literally say when you're hemming it, I kind of want my butt to come out the bottom. It's like, well, you're, you're going to get a breeze then. I can't relate to what it's like to like be out in the world that way, but some people are like that. Yeah. You know? well, I, I think that they, well, first of all, I've very rarely, have I gone to the tailor and be like, you know what? This doesn't really fit well. Can you make it fit? And every time I do that, I'm so happy with the results. It's true. So Tailoring is always a good way to go. Quick life hack for every single human being listening to this. If you have a pair of jeans that doesn't fit perfect, just go to a place. It'll cost you $5 and they will make it fit perfect. If you have a button-up shirt that's like too wide, that happens to me all the time. Like the, all of a sudden, I'm like, who do you think this is for? Like someone with super skinny arms, like SpongeBob SquarePants? Like what is this? Bring it to the guys and they will they'll put little pins in it and they'll, they'll charge you $7 and three days later, it fits perfectly. Tailor everything. Tailor gang. Michelle Obama always looked great. And I think it's because her clothes are so well tailored. Like, that's oh, yeah. the thing. It's like anything that you like, if it's like fits more or less, but it needs to, like, you can take it up a notch by getting your clothes tailored to look yes. great on you. And like, if you have to wear it every single day and you're yeah, at Sir. But I was also it. wondering, I was like, wait, wait, are they each just tailoring one dress? I know. I, and they, they need only... like six of these a piece. I know. And one thing that was really clear when Ariana, or when, excuse me, when Dana and Sheena were speaking to each other is that like the purse is part of the uniform, which like I guess Wait, I knew, what? but you know, when they were standing outside, they're both having those black straps. Like they have to like wear these like purses that I think they put their um, like their notepad for, t- like, for taking orders into. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I like always like, I don't know, just really became quite clear. But they used to also have, like, multiple uniforms. They had the black dress. Then they had, like, what's called, like, a like a um, scarf dress, like a tissue dress, whatever. Like, but yeah, they only it's have an one. over-the-shoulder purse, right? Yeah, exactly. Cross okay. bodies, as I know, they say. I know why that is. I know exactly why that is. Why is that? You've got the T-shirt. you got the T-shirt fabric dress. And then you've got the over-the-shoulder strap, which goes where? In between your boobs. Exactly. That's not a mistake. <laughs> That is not a mistake. And then you've got you've got Dana out here or Donna Danica, whichever, whichever one doesn't wear bras. Like that is not a mistake. That is that is not a mistake. At some point, someone could be like, "Oh, I can basically see your breasts. Maybe we shouldn't have a crossbody purse." And they're like, "Nope, that's the whole point." <laughs> they just want them to look as hot as possible, which I guess like, they that's do. The strategy. And, and I think yeah, if you're one of them, works. if you're one of them, you're like, "I want you to basically be able to see my butt because you know what? That's going to earn me another thousand dollars a week." thousand dollars a week you're like i do want to look as hot as possible but one thing about that is i think more women are going to this than to sir than men at this point so Mm. like is that as effective as it could be great point great point i want it so it's 51 percent women in the world how much do you think that that ratio skews to the patrons of sir i'm going 70 30 that's sir 70 30 i think there's a lot of like like goofy date nights that go but i don't think it's like five dudes are like let's go to sir no, definitely not. You know? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. so, big Monday night football game. Let's watch it at Sir. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. Or some wings. Excuse female. Like, and so I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is that as effective as it could be? I don't know. Do you know? Also, 
Throw just it quick out there. aside, I have no idea what they serve at Sir besides goat cheese balls. Like I've, they never talk about the food ever. I think. Well, you and I have both been. Have you? You haven't eaten there. I don't think. Have you ever? Had I've a not eaten there? there. I've eaten at Pump twice. The food's not that good. Like it's also not that good at Pump. You know. No. Oh, oh my God! I'm going to Tom Tom tonight. I forgot to tell you. Wait, what? what? <laughs> sorry, I forgot to mention it. <laughs> Wait, we didn't lead with that. You're going I'm to Tom Tom. <laughs> yes, tonight. I've never do you have, been. Do you have reservations. They don't take reservations unless you're six or more. And I'm going with two friends. So. Oh yes. You go <laughs> I'll with. report back next week. <laughs> Who are you going with? Bill and who? My friends, Kelly and Kate. Kelly and Kate? Yeah. Oh, man. Did you We're invite Carrie? Did you Kelly. invite Carrie Simmons? Carrie Simmons kind of watches the show and listens to this podcast. Um, Carrie does not listen to this podcast, I don't think. And Yes, Kelly she does. And Kate she told me she does. Me. She texted she me about it. Yes. Recently? Yes. She didn't text me. Ouch. Mm. Well, she <laughs> was sees was you she all happy you're back? Yes, she was. That's, that's really nice. Thanks, Carrie, Carrie Simmons is my favorite. Anyway, I'll report back next week. Oh, please I'll take t- pictures. You'll be the I'll first person to ever it. take a picture inside Tom Tom and put it on the Instagram. You'll be the first oh person. You'll be groundbreaking. Well, I'm just worried about having to wait online. I, I don't wait online. All right. Just like I, there's very what few time things in the world. Seven. There's Wednesday very few night, things. seven o'clock. I think you can also just instead of waiting online, just go to the bar. I don't know, but like at Vanderpump Cocktail Garden, they make you wait online to go to the bar, as I you think know. they do that. I think they do that to make it look like there's a line. I don't think you'll be waiting online to go to Tom Tom at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. Shout to them, because it's been open for like a year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm worried about it. Also, like, I will say, I was just going to drive, but after seeing Tom and Ariana last night, like, no maybe, I <laughs> maybe yeah, I should Uber. Well, definitely Uber, because then you can have three cocktails. I think they said no ballet because it was the middle of the day because the yeah. place had opened early or whatever. Another issue on on Tom's note, but I just want to say it's not weird to open early for a private event. Like it no, is extra money. Stassi was right. It's like I brought sixty people to your bar to order drinks. Like be thankful. I agree. I'm a team yes. Stassi. Yeah, anyway, team back Stassi. to Sheena. She's still talking about this fucking Apple Watch. It's like Sheena. Calm down about the Apple Watch. Please stop mentioning it. It's crazy and like just makes her look so bad. Sheena is just like her. I think her uh, the changing of her voice and her face, and, while the rest of the things about her stay the same, stay is a very tough look. Same. Yes, it really is. Yes. Also, Sheena, if it was not an Apple Watch and it was a kidney, an actual organ from your body, you're still talking about it too much. Like, it seems like there's nothing else to your relationship besides the fact that you gave him an Apple Watch on Thanksgiving. Whatever. I don't care. No. You bought him an I Apple know. Watch. I'm sure he bought you dinner. That cost as much as an Apple Watch over the course of the, whatever the three times you had sex. So like, let's, <laughs> let's let's not make this Apple Watch a thing anymore, please. I don't care. Also, Apple Watch is too much. Don't wear them. Who who do you think is driving the? It's a thing. It's not a thing. Is it Sheena? Is it the producers? Is it Max? Is it Dana? Like, who's responsible for this talking point, which I have no interest in? Sheena. She did say about Sheena said about Dana. She's temp AF. As in, she's temporary in Max's life, which yes. is which is mean. Also, like AF, let's not say that, Sheena. Come on. Yeah, come on. You're also too old for that. You, Completely. You really are. And let's not forget before we start disrespecting Sheena too much. She is the human being that brought us into this world. Literally, she literally walked us into this world. It is true. During we the very first credit. seconds of Vanderpump Rules, she is. It's true. She is the butterfly flap that brought us all of this trash, and I love it. I love it so much. So much. If she had not had an affair with Brandy's ex-husband, we would not probably not yes. have Vanderpump Rules in this fashion. What was so that Sheena, guy's name? He was like an actor too, right? Eddie Sabrian, yeah. Oh, He's sure. still in the mix. Sure. And Brandy's still in the mix too. Apparently she's she's like making some appearances on the next season of Beverly Hills. I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. Anyway, Sheena is just like, uh, and then she also crashed Boys Night, which is just like a terrible move. Terrible. But by the way, Boys Night, which is like in the middle of the afternoon yeah. at a bar on 3rd <laughs> yeah. Street. It was only right shoot, out. You could clearly only shoot at these places. Like, fine, fine. You want to shoot a Vanderpump Rules uh, scene here? All right, we're cool. But like, we open it at 12. So your Boys Night's going to be between t- 10 a.m. and 11.30. Is that cool? Like, it yeah, is sure. true. There's very little footage of them at night. Like, we actually don't see. It's like, it's a day job for these people, you know? It really <laughs> is. It's their day <laughs> from job. Nine, from 9 to 5. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and you know when they go on vacation is when we get the night footage because I feel like yes. in LA just for like just for like the crew's sake and production sake, it's just easier. It's more contained. People want to work during the day; they don't really want to work at night. It's true. That, that is a good point. Like probably like, um, with union hours and everything, like just kind of everything. Keeping everyone, yeah, it's just, it's like, just like harder to keep everything and just like moving. While we might disagree a little bit about how sort of real the fights are and the emotions are, 
it, it clearly the the scenes are much more set up now. Like we are not watching oh, a yeah. documentary verite film. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like like not every single scene is like there's a call sheet. It's set up three days ahead of time, and yeah, you know what I mean. There's like it's like well, a, a full thing. When new Brett came to Boys Night. Sandoval, or sorry, Jax had never met him before. Like, they were like, or no, I think it was Sandoval had never met him. And so that was like their first meeting and they like, and they bonded over talking shit over about, about Sheena. And I was like, okay, that's a strategy. I yeah, suppose. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> sure, that's something you could try to do. I just want uh, It's just not great with Sheena right now. I know, I'm kind of over her. It's just like, like Sheena being clingy and like buying the Apple Watch and it's just kind of like, I've just, it's, I've seen this. I've seen all of these story beats before, all of them. And I, I need, know. I like her to have an outside man that she can rave about, like Rob. Like that was when she was at Rob. her best. We need another UFO dude that doesn't work at any of these restaurants for Sheena to date so she can talk about them and then the guys can turn on him and that whole thing can happen. I agree with you. The, the issue is she's the connectivity to Sir at this point. You know, without her, we're not in Sir. So like she's also being asked to carry a lot of water when she's like actually pathetic and boring. Yeah. But I am curious. Are we back from Palm Springs? Is Palm Springs still in our future? Because there's no chance that Max and Sheena go to Palm Springs, the two of them, or in a group, <laughs> and don't have sex. Like, it's impossible. There's no way. There's it's no absolutely way. impossible. It's yeah. just impossible. You don't go, like, you don't, like, someone you hooked up with three months ago that you then kind of don't hook up with anymore who ghosted you, the two of you going to Palm Springs and not having sex, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's harder than, to, it's harder than solving a Rubik's Cube with your eyes closed. I know. It's confusing. Also, like, they're going to Miami in two days. So next week's episode is just, like, two days later after the fight between Sandoval and Stassi. Like, it does feel like a little bit of a compressed timeline this season in a good way. Like, things are happening around the same time. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about Palm Springs. It's a great question. Are we post-Palm Springs? Pre-Palm I Springs? We, I think we're post. I think so, too. They just didn't shoot it or nothing happened. Or, like, we're not, we're not going to mention that because I think— I think that Sheena and Max have hooked up more than they're letting us on thus far. Right. That's Be- a good point. Because Max is like trying to do this kind of like pseudo boyfriend thing with Dana, but I think that he's also stooping Sheena. Can I say that? Stooping. Yeah, stooping. Stooping. Okay, good. Stooping. I think you can say it. Sure. I think so. Sure. Why not? <laughs> also, maybe that would explain why Dana was so paranoid this episode. Not so paranoid, but like asking about it because maybe the trip did happen already. Yes. Actually, there's a there's a controversy, or as you say, controversy with Max, which I think that like they're trying to figure out how to handle. Which is he had all these tweets surfaced from um, oh yeah, I saw that 2012, 2013 when he used the n word and just had like a lot of really offensive racial things, which are pretty disgusting. As did Brad, old or new Brad, excuse me. And I don't know what they're going to do about that. I mean, Max, new Brad did that too. Yeah, I think I saw the Max stuff. The Max stuff was really bad. It was really really bad. Really bad. Also, like, even if it was ignorance and he was young, I think does just speak to like a level of character. And it's it's really bad and excusable. I think the the original cast members were all like pretty like dismayed and embarrassed by it. And they said, like, I don't know, a lot of the cast like tweeted like it's being handled. I don't really know what that means. I also don't know exactly what they could do except, like, re-edit the show and edit him out. But I doubt that's an option based on how he was introduced so early in the season. So I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, we don't condone that at all. It's, like, just Do you, you know, have horrible. to say that? <laughs> I, I mean, know. I don't think you have to say we don't condone, like, vile racism. We just, ta- we just haven't been talking. We've been talking about Max, and I, like, forgot to mention it. It's, like, very clearly, like, it, not okay. It's also, the thing is, like, like 2012, 2013. Like, 2013 was not that long ago. Like, not that long ago. 2013 was, like, it, it, I know it's 2020, but it's, like, it was not that long ago. I mean, he was a teenager when that happened, though, because he's 26. So he probably was like 18 or 19. 19. But, like, but still, when you were 18 or yeah. 19, I wasn't you, saying you shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was not a vile racist at 18. Yeah, yeah. I think so, people were like, oh, he was a teenager. But like, yeah, he's like a sophomore in college. Like, come on now. I know. It's, I don't it's think really he'll be back. Bad. I do. The, no. the problem is, is, I do think he's good for story. Like, yeah. I, I think that I like the, the injection of new blood because I kind of see where the older guard is in their life cycle. And it just doesn't lend itself to reality television the yeah. same way that being in your like mid twenties does in Los Angeles being single. Right. Like but like Danica is like a good example that like there is still a lot to mine at Sir. Like I think people are like us are really attached to the old cast, but like there is still inherent comedy and drama in young people trying to make it in LA who happen to work at Sir. Like yes. it would be better if they made Sir a bigger like the restaurant a bigger character. And less like just the actual people, which which actually brings me to something I want to note, sir. I think it's time for 
a reno or like a facelift. It's yes. like looking, it's looking bad and like a little tired, which is probably because they have so many people coming in, which is awesome. But like it needs some updating. I think they need to close for like two months and do like a grand new opening, which would also be a great storyline. Another great storyline. But the thing is, is like if Lisa Vanderpump, who I don't think does too much actual work at these restaurants, does have like she has very particular design taste, which you can tell from her home and you can tell from her various restaurants. It's just like over the top, gaudy, like yeah. it's like nothing is understated. And I feel like at Sir, it does feel like I don't know, when did Sir open? Like I'm guessing like 2009 or something like that. Like who knows? Yeah, like it does like feel that. a little dated at this point. Yeah. And like you look at it and just like it looks a little bit like an old Pier One something or something. Mm. It's not it's not great. I they definitely it's, need some kind of facelift. The whole it. thing gives me bathroom vibes. Like when you first walk in, like that first little foyer where they are, the bar that says S-U-R on it and it's like a sparkly or whatever. It's just kind of like, yeah. it's all white. It just kind of feels sort of like bathroom. It reminds me also of like a hotel that used to be cool but isn't anymore. Like if you went to like the standard hotel yeah. or something like that. Yeah, this, they're like the like, Mondrian. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. It's like, it's this, like this was, this was the best in 2005, but now. Yes. It exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. It's like it's rooms are ninety nine dollars good... here. Like whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know. After like this oh, place. I can afford to stay here. No problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, not on this week's episode, Lala. However, she was in all these pictures from the SAG Awards this past Sunday because she was seated us. at the table next to Meryl Streep. I thought they were at the same table. Kaya corrected me. They were adjacent tables, but like they were back but to back. Yes. So they were like very close. Like Lala was in the mix with Meryl Streep. You know what? Who is universally beloved. I think that drunk Lala would be an embarrassment, but sober Lala would just be delightful to be like yeah. to, to be adjacent to Meryl Streep. I'm sure at some point they spoke. And I know sober Lala was just like, oh, you're so bad, girl. I love you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, and then Meryl Streep pretended to watch Vanderpump Rules for a second. I loved it. Also, Lala probably like, I'm sure you like seeing all your friends these award shows and stuff, but they got to get old, especially if you're Meryl Streep. It's probably fun to have like a rando who's just like, will say anything, you know? Yeah. At least that's how I would feel. I would like want to be seated near Lala for the entertainment value. Do you think Meryl Streep knows about Vanderpump Rules? No. <laughs> no. That's a hard no. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Meryl Streep like did not have a television. It's not just like, oh, she's cord cutting. Like she literally like does not have one in her home. Mm. Or like maybe okay. one small one in the kitchen, like in case like, you know, a, a, something catastrophic happens. I don't really understand her Meryl Streep's life. Like I, I can't even speculate. I don't I don't get it personally. Is she married? Um yes, she's married to a man named Don Gummer. She has two daughters, one of whom lives in Los Feliz. And I saw at I went out for breakfast recently and I saw her there. Oh. Uh, one of her she also one of her daughters went to Northwestern. Yeah, she's she's Oh, you know. Northwestern, the Harvard yeah. of Chicago. The Harvard of Chicago, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, just back to Vanderpump. One of my other lingering questions is why did Lisa go to Boston? What did she need to go to Boston for? Great question. Like what's, she said it so many spe- times. Speaking didn't at the Sloan why. conference, like what's what's, <laughs> what's going on with Lisa Vanderpump? I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to open a branch of Sir in Boston. I don't know if that's going to work with that crowd. It just doesn't no, seem like I, a fit. And she also like did not say why. So it's just like must have been like a paid appearance of some oh, kind. Sloan conference. Definitely Sloan conference. <laughs> but the timing didn't work out. Sloan's in February and this was in May. So I'm sorry, I reject okay. that. Okay. But I, I don't know. I just am dying to know what it was for. I mean how do we find out? Yes, it was in May because here's uh, the timeline. Maybe it was June, but here's the timeline we're working with. I know what it was. Jackson and Brittany got married on July like around July first, and so it had to be before that. And also, we haven't seen Pride yet. There's no way we're not getting Pride. Pride is like oh, yeah, that's, late that, June. Yeah, yeah, that's always like the second to last episode or something. I'm going to say that she was in Boston to sign steal for Alice Cora. That's what she was doing. She was holding a camera, center field of, of Fenway Park, working the sign stealing operation. Interesting. It seems like in the spring, she went to the East Coast to promote her uh, wine. So I think perhaps she was doing some kind of tour for Lisa Vanderpump Rosé, which when she went to get a drink, she was like, I'll have Vanderpump Rosé, of course. (laughs) So perhaps that's what she was promoting. Mm. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. Although I do have some of that stuff in my office, like one of those things in my office. So who knows? Mm. Who's who's to say? I thought Ken and Lisa seemed super over it, particularly um, Ken. I have big news. What? Jiggy turned his head. Jiggy's alive, yes, everybody. He did. Jiggy's alive. All those rumors can be put to rest. Jiggy is not taxidermied and being carried around. Jiggy is alive. I saw Jiggy move his head. So he's still going, everybody. Um, wait, Jacoby, going. I have some breaking news based on what? looking at, at Lisa's uh, Instagram. She wasn't, this was, or this is around June 2nd, and she went, to, she said, thank you, Boston, on her Instagram on June 2nd. So now we know. <laughs> 
What was she doing there? But I think she was promoting her wine. She went to Vermont for a wine bottle signing. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Probably some sort of so, food and wine festival in the, in the yeah, woods exactly. of Vermont. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It was, and she was in Pandora, Vermont. So now we know. <laughs> oh, Pandora, Vermont. Huh. Yeah. Oh, also, another great Lisa moment that I wanted to mention was when she whipped out her French to try to make fun of Britney, but then sound like just sounded like a <laughs> English speaking person speaking French. It was really funny. So Britney says they they get their wedding venue is like the Versailles of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and R- Britney says they all call it Versailles. Yeah, and, she goes, we call it Versailles. <laughs> and then, uh, then Lisa tried to make fun of her, but I thought Lisa's French wasn't that impressive. No, no, especially for someone from Europe. Like I feel like if you're if you're you're from like you know uh, wherever the the Harvard of Chicago, your French accent necessarily <laughs> might not be perfect. But if you're from Europe, you're like you're you're spitting distance for France there. You yeah, I know. No, you're a train right away. Yeah, head like on over. you should you should know how to say Versailles. <laughs> I know. And then she just tried to like she made it worse, but whatever. I support Lisa still. It's another, fine. Another quick aside. One of my favorite Cuban restaurants in Los Angeles, also named Versailles. And I have no idea why. Yes. I have no yes, idea. I, I, every time I go there, I'm like, why is this named Versailles when it's a Cuban restaurant? I'm sure there's a reason. You can tweet me. I have no idea. Great I have no idea. Though. Great restaurant. It is really good. It's like it's also like a Ropa Vieja. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's two of them actually. Anyway. Um, there is. There's one in sh- the West Side. She tried to shade Britney, and it just didn't work out for her. No, it did not. Britney, not a lot of Jackson, Britney, not a lot of Lala. You know what? It's beca- didn't really miss it's them. We didn't have Stassi for episodes one and two, so it was like her time to shine, and yes. boy, did she. Oh, she brought the thunder. She I really thunder. liked it. I really liked it. And then next week, everyone's together, so I'm really excited because we're going to Miami. Benvenidos a Miami. The, the vacations are always excellent. They're yeah, because always they are excellent. So they get so loose and they drink so much. And also, Miami's really funny because they have all of like their skeletons there. The last time they went to Miami, they had like oh, huge fights. Tell us about it, girlfriend, because <laughs> I loved what we unearthed about some of our favorite characters on the show last time they were in Miami. Yeah, we learned. We just, you know, they've maybe experimented more than we thought. They have with, a lot of older li- with men. Exactly. And Jax yeah. basically had a sugar daddy, and that sugar daddy showed up. And Jax, and he called him Jason. And Jax was like, just looked like he saw a ghost and wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. He, there's there's some skeletons there that they're all trying to yeah. uh, not have on the show. It's kind of funny they're going to Miami, but I'm really excited. I can't wait for them to be out in the world. But this is the pre-bachelor party, right? No, this is this the bachelor This is the actual party. bachelor party. Oh, they yes. already went on the pre-bachelor party and Sand- yes. Sando couldn't make it. Got exactly. It. Sando already failed by, not, by uh, going on the by not doing that. But Sando in the doghouse with both Jax and Stassi. There's mm. a lot of ten- tensions flying high. Carter not coming. I'm really excited. It's good. This, you know who always, always, always performs so well in these? Kristen. They I have know. not They have not left Los Angeles and Kristen not absolutely lost her mind. They're never once. Like, it's sort of like when she's outside of LA, she's like lost her true north or something like that and mm-hmm. she can't function properly. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited for the next episode. It's Me always too. good when they travel. And Jack, it's also Jack's, when Jack's is the center of attention, like he he wields that sword so well. Definitely. Jack, Jack's and, and Stassi, like when it's Stassi's birthday, like she'll, she brings the thunder. All these people, the reason they've been on the show and giving us so much for so many reasons is they love the attention and like they rise mm-hmm. to the occasion. When the, when the camera's on them, they're ready to roll. Questions. Will we cut back and forth from Miami to Los Angeles to, to check in on like Brett and Charlie and Danica and Dana? I'm going unfortunately, yes, though I don't want that. I see, I don't mind. I I like this new generation. You know, it's like we need John ja Morant in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we need Zion Williamson. Like we need these people just to show us that there is a future. That's true. I think I just I want more Danica and like less Charlie. I like Dana. She's good for TV. I think Charlie's like, cute. Me- I kind of like Charlie. I just also like want more, sir. Like I want to know about the people who are like left behind, didn't get the call up to Tom Tom, and like are still working at Sir. Like, give me more of oh, that. You think Tom Tom's a, a better job than Sir? Yes, I think Tom Tom really? is like the hot spot right now. Yes, really. Yes. Ooh, I, I think Sir does more numbers. Interesting. I think Sir has a bigger staff, does more numbers, has more tables, and there's more money at Sir, which is essentially what you want. It's probably more of a real job. Like, I was, like, surprised that Stassi was like, eat here if you can. I was like, oh, you guys have food? Okay. Yeah. Like, TomTom feels more bars. Sir feels more restaurant. I feel like you're going to make a lot more money working at a restaurant than a bar, unless you're a bartender. 
This reminds me of when Tom Sandoval was like, it's not Stassi Stroder bar and grill, like trying to like yeah. shade her. Like she would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, if she had a eating establishment, she it would, would be a would bar be called, and grill. It would be called Ben Stassi Schroeder bar and grill. Like what? No. <laughs> great stuff. I have. Great, great stuff. Can we do some outside of Vanderpump updates? Yes. Let's okay. do it. The circle really fizzled at the end. Okay. Here was the my major issue with the circle. They, the finale was awful. They mm-hmm. did like their reunion show before revealing who won. And the reunion show revealed to me that there was so much that happened that we didn't get to see. And I realized that they did a really bad job conveying what it was like to be in this experience. And like that was like probably as a, that was probably more interesting than what actually like we saw. I was, there's 12 episodes. Me and Joey were in the middle of episode 10. We both looked at each other and we were just like, are you out on this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm out on this too. And we ended up finishing it. And finding out who won, no spoilers. But it really was like it really, really did lose momentum. Another problem with like the inherent problem with the way it is structured is if you are there from the beginning, you vote out the new people. Yeah. Like so it's just like, oh, which new person should we vote out? It was there was never like a quote unquote OG that got voted out because they the the weird relationships they had through a, a you know a voice activated television were built stronger than the new people. It's just easier to vote yeah. out the new people. So that's just what they did every single time they voted somebody out from the beginning. I think if they did a second season, which I assume they will, because I think this was popular. It seems like people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. The next cast will be a lot more strategic and a lot more, like, cutthroat because these people were just sort of, like, really optimistic and, like, looking to, like, virtually hang. Yes. But if if it was a more cutthroat game, like the way Survivor has evolved, I think people—it would be more interesting, and I think people will start doing that. You got to give me more than $100,000 at the end. I was going to say, more money. We what need more talking? money. Like, after taxes, it's like $55,000, which, again, is a great chunk of money. But, like, you know, it's 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 not it's not worth selling my soul for. And we need to reverse catfish. Somebody needs to be really attractive yeah. and, then, and then, like, sort of go the other way with it. And I love the idea of the second person with Ed's mom, but, like— she was just such Ed's a mom dead. Is a deal breaker. She was such a dud. I love the idea of the mom. It's a brilliant idea. Bringing a mom, bringing a twin, bringing a another person, a best friend, so someone to collaborate with. We can have some actual conversations between human beings. I think that was a great idea. The execution was terrible. I I just want to know way more about the experience of like being in that isolation because they were there for the ones who were there from beginning to end were there for a month. That's like a long time mm-hmm. to not interact with humans. Like show me more of that like deprivation and isolation and like what that's like. Have them do like confessionals and stuff like that. Yeah, I want to know just about the food. I have so many food questions. So many food so, questions. I read in Vulture about um a little bit about like some of the the logistics of the show and it was a really good Q&A with the showrunner. And, like, they filled the fridge with the things they asked for, which I suspected. But they, like, tried to, like, tailor each apartment to each person. Oh. Okay. Interesting. I have another piece of important reality television news. Let's hear it. I'm still watching Below Deck. You're watching Below Deck, right? I am. I'm behind on the season, but I am watching. Okay. Do you know who's on, I think, the next episode or the one after that? Did you see this? Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill is on Below Deck. Her bachelorette party is on Below Deck. No, it's her pre-bachelorette. Come on. Sorry. Tom Sandoval did organize this one. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tom Sandoval is going to be there too. Weird. They're friends. But the Jamel Hill episode that she's already apologizing for her behavior for on social media, it, on Below Deck, is going to be a collision of the worlds that I'm so excited for. Honestly, like, I was thinking of we trying should to interview host, her. We should host a screening. We should host yeah. a screening in New York City, get a theater, and just fill it with people that all know Jamel, because that is going to be something special. Jamel is an I, excellent, excellent human being, and I cannot wait to see her hair it on that boat. I'm really excited, too. And I um I want to interview about her about it. I, you should. Ever since I found Text out her. Steven Soderbergh loves Below Deck, I felt really validated in my life. I love Below Deck. I absolutely love Below Deck. I love I everything I love Below Deck, Mad. I the loved thing, this The past thing summer. that I'm excited about Jamel, too, is like I feel like some of the people that go on there— just feel unappreciative of the experience. Like they're just complaining about the food or they're like, oh, like that person's not, they're not, not coming enough. fast enough. Like they yeah. just complain a lot. It's like, you're in the middle of Thailand on a boat with people that will serve you all day long. Like why are you, why are you pointing out the negatives about the experience? And I feel like Jamel will just fully embrace what a great time she's having and enjoy it instead of just like poking holes in the fact that like the risotto had peas in it and it was on my request list that peas aren't in the risotto. You know what I mean? It- it didn't occur to me that one could yacht around Thailand, but like now that's like a top destination for me. It looks awesome. Well, Thailand uh, is uh oh, what's the word? Uh, starts with an A, means a bunch of islands together, but <laughs> whatever. An archipelago. An archipelago. Thank you very much. Harvard, <laughs> You're Harvard, welcome. Harvard of Chicago. And uh, 
and the 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 actual way that the islands like the the physical rock of the islands looks really cool. They like it's like cliffs of more kind of, but like little ones, and they've yeah. got holes in them and stuff. Like it's just it just looks cool. Like you're on these little what are they called tuk tuks? These are like basically boat taxis. And sometimes you just you've seen it because me and Joey went there for our honeymoon. So like you're on day eight and you kind of like take it for granted. Sometimes you just like look at the rock and you're like, this is cool. You know, like this is amazing. This place looks nothing like anything I've ever seen before. Shout out to Thailand. You get sick of Thai food. I know. You get sick of Thai food. Not in the yacht, but whoa. You're in Thailand. You're like Thai food for eight days in a row. Like what? Can well, I have a hamburger? That's why the yacht is great. They'll make you what you want. Or something like that, depending on your yeah. request. Because the whole, I have a lot of below deck thought. But one thing is like, you can't ask seven individuals about their specifications you know what I mean? Because it's impossible. Well, that's why to, it's the primary. That's you why know? you that's need the, the primary. primary. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why you need the primary. I basically have to be like, primary, I'm going to make you happy, and everyone else is just going to have to trickle down from there. Blame you. Yeah. If, you're, if your guests aren't happy, that's not our problem. Absolutely. You paid us, and we're following God, your direction. I want to know who's with Jamel. I have so many I know, questions. I can't wait. I have so many questions. I'm really questions. excited to find out. Someone, my, someone to find in my out. office was offered, but then declined. What? Who are these people that you work with that have all these Bravo connections? All I do all day long is... When I'm once Jalen and Jacoby raps, all I do is walk around the office and talk about reality television. It's basically yeah. like oh. Grantland. It's basically as Grantland. Your, as your former phone co-worker, <laughs> yes. I'm very familiar. Yeah, 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 Hence yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's because, because when I'm done with Jalen and Jacoby, I'm just like, oh, guess what? I have nothing to do now. I'm just going to bother him. I just, the, the, the functionality and efficiency of work getting done in the office dramatically decreases the second Jalen and Jacoby is wrapped. I mean, I, I completely understand. I know. I used to work with you. Um, did you guys watch Cheer yet? No, but it's on our list. And there's oh like a God. lot. It's one of those I, shows where a lot of people are like, you should watch this. Like a lot yes, of people. Yes, I want to talk to you about it. And then I'm going to tell you a fact about it after you watch it. And really? We'll, we'll see how you feel. Yeah. You want to tell me the fact beforehand? No, I don't. I want to wait till after. Okay. Can I tell everybody they can subscribe to Jalen and Jacoby anywhere they listen to podcasts? It's the great. Of course. It's the second best podcast next to Bachelor Party in the world. Thank you so much. Yeah, check out Jalen and Jacoby. The podcast is available after the TV show each day. And even on some days, you guys did an emergency pod this week, even though you didn't have a show. Yep, we have no shows this week and next week because of the Australian Open, but we're still going to do podcasts. We're doing one tomorrow. And next week, Jalen is traveling, so we will not. Okay. Well, everyone check that out. And we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll talk a little more specific below deck next week. Who knows? We'll watch after Jamel. So exciting. So exciting. Thanks, Jacoby. You're my favorite. You're and my thanks favorite. again for listening. Big shout out to Kyle. I'll be back on Monday. On the ones and twos. More Bachelor. <laughs> 